Talk Recorded live. Aiden. Aiden, go in the room with Addison. Addie Bug. Aiden, take in the room and go with Addison, okay? Come on. I need you to be quiet and watch the movie, okay? You watch the movie. Come on, take that in the room. Sit with Addison. I told him to go in the room with the baby for now. So I got the phone. What room? In his room. Where's the baby? She's in the room in the seat thing. Tell him that in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do not hand her any toys, any little toys, okay? Just let her watch TV, all right?
You there, Jason? Hey, Jay. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you doing this for me again. I know it. I feel like kind of like deja vu. (laughs) Hey, no worries. I want to make sure it's good for you and for me, um, you know, to make it um, the message, you know, the way that it needs to be. um, So how long do we have total? Do what's that? How long do we have total time? The recording time, I'm looking at like 25 minutes. Okay, so that's, um, that's that's not including the um, that's not going to include the time uh, where I insert the songs because the the total piece of the show the show is an hour long and probably uh, I would say 40 minutes of that 35 minutes of that depending on what we do will probably be you and the songs that we insert later and I think I don't know if I put this in the thing but I know we got. I know we got the one song in there. Um, uh, let me go here. Open. Where, where did I put it at? Uh, Hand of Hope. I know I got Hand of Hope in here. What I may do um, is we can insert a second song, but uh, maybe insert one of the songs from uh, Union, and we can figure out which song you want to do from that one. Yeah, so right. I, think it'd be cool I, I co-wrote to, that one. Yeah, so I figure it'd be uh, good to maybe feature Hand of Hope, which is your brand new song, and then um, feature Union of Sinners and Saints, one of those songs. So whatever song you want to feature for that, we can put one of those in there too to kind of highlight both of the projects you get, that you are a part of right now. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, give me one second. Rise Up would be – go ahead. Rise Up? Yeah, Rise Up would be a good one. I co-wrote that one. Okay. My wife works from home. She's doing uh, some stuff on the phone. Maybe give her her coffee and then we'll jump on here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Same with my wife. She works right. from home. Let me. I'm, um, jumping on the, I'm jumping on the phone. I'm on the phone with him, but he's. we're going to. I'm going to start this. So the kids are in the room, okay? All right. Your wife works from home, too? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's a lot easier with uh, with uh, my son. My son Aiden, my nine-year-old, has autism, and uh, he was in public school for a while. But and the teachers are really good. But unfortunately, if you're familiar with autism, there's no one child that's the same. So yeah. tactics and stuff that in learning things that work with one child don't work with others, and oftentimes they mimic each other's behavior. So if one of them's bad; they disrupt the whole class. So my wife's like, you know, we're just going to homeschool him. And he's done like 10 times better here at home, but requires my wife being at home. So she's able to find something to work from home, which is cool. Well, that's great. Yeah. All right. So did you get a chance to look over, look over the question? Yeah, I looked over. Um, so we've got uh, one of my guests today, uh, new face, uh, how are you doing? And then, uh, let's see, Jason, uh, so four years. And Tesla is very inspiring considering um, where you came from, dealing with addiction. Uh, share 
and I can do like, I mean, as far as um, the testimony, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a good length um, for that. I can do like a five-minute length unless you think uh, a little bit longer. If you want to, um, I would condense it only because, um, and and what I may do. Uh, What's that? When I, I said what we want to do today is condense that down because I think um, I think 20 minutes was about how long you spent on the uh, testimony part in the in the previous call. And what okay, I'm going to yeah. do when I when I have time is I'm actually going to go back and actually take that piece from that interview so that way I have a second one um, sure. and I can put that into a recording. And if you, if you want to use that, I don't know if you have your testimony recorded, but that was actually the one that you recorded for me earlier. Yeah, that real was, I thought one. it was really cool. good actually. Yeah. It was good. But when I was trying to um, try to find breaks into where to insert other questions, because you answered basically all the questions I had in one long thing and I wasn't <laughs> yeah. able to, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to find any, like, natural breaks. It would have sounded like I chopped it up. So that's why I'm like, you know what, if he's willing to do it, we'll just go back and, and just re-record it again. Yeah, that sounds but, great. But, yeah, you've got the questions in front of you, so just pull those up, and I'm going to go question by question. We'll kind of uh, be focused on each one of those, and I'll go ahead and get started if you're ready to go. Uh, Mark. Make my recording this, Does it sound good on speakerphone, or should I go with like um, which one sounds better? This one. Like, are you on speakerphone right now? Um, I'm on speakerphone right now. I can hear you. It's it's uh, a little quieter than usual, but if that's easier for you, I, I actually work. How about how about this right here? Uh, Is this yeah. better? Yeah. All right, I'll I'll do that one then. That's just... all right. I'm ready if you are. Let me go ahead and get this recorded. Sorry. Yep, I'm ready. That was Audio Adrenaline with Never Going to Be As Big As Jesus. Great song. Miss seeing Mark Stewart lead the group on the road, but Adam Agee has managed to keep the spirit of that group going strong. Well, my guest on today's show may be a newer face in Christian music, having had a successful solo career as well as being a member of the group Union of Saints and Sinners. Big welcome to Jason Fowler. Jason, how are you doing today, man? I am doing great. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing wonderful. And, you know, Jason, like I mentioned, you are one of the up-and-coming singers in Christian music, having released a couple records in the past four years. And for those listeners that are tuned in today that may not yet be familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself and your musical background. Well, I um, started playing guitar around 16 years old, and I come from a musical family. My dad sings, and my uh uncles. Uh, one of them has a doctorate in music, and uh, he's a piano player, as well as uh, my other uncle uh, played guitar. And so I grew up around that and started playing at 16. And then uh, from there, uh, just really started getting in bands uh, in my late teens and early 20s, started touring around the, the Southeast, and then ended up getting a, a nice little uh, record deal at uh, one point and went into Muscle Shoals and recorded. And from there, um, it's been a, a whirlwind, uh, kind of changed directions in my life and went from uh, the secular side to uh, playing uh, Christian music. And it's been a, an amazing ride. Uh, and I, my testimony is, is pretty much one of 
finding grace in places where uh, I thought that there was I was hopeless, you know. Hey, Amen. And while speaking of your testimony, very inspiring, considering where you came from and dealing with addiction. Jason, can you share with us your testimony and that moment where you found freedom in Christ? Absolutely. I um, was, like I said, started out playing guitar when I was around 16. And I grew up in an alcoholic family. My dad was, he had struggled with alcoholism. And he um, has been sober over 25 years today, which is which is great. But at that point in my life, uh, you know, it was growing up in a family where um, you never know how it was going to be. And and I told myself, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to ever drink or do any drugs or anything like that. I was raised in a Christian home and a Christian family, went to a Christian school and everything. And I remember when I was around 15 years old, a friend of mine said, Hey, Jason, would you like to go and hang out with me and my older brother and basically uh, go out and have a couple of beers? And at that point, being an adolescent, I just, all I heard was, Hey, do you want to go and be cool? And I was searching for that love. You know, I developed a a thing that I called performance-based acceptance um, because I was searching for that love in our family, and uh, I thought that by doing uh, better in school and better in in what I would call sports and different things like that, that I would get more love. I even went to the Olympic Training Center for speed skating at that point. But I remember um, going out and taking my first drink, and all of a sudden I felt like, any fear or anxiety that I had was gone. I had, I guess, called liquid courage, but I uh, felt like I could dance better and uh, talk to people better and <laughs> do all those things better. I got sick and in trouble the first time, but um, I said, I'm going to do that again. And so I used it for a large part of my um, teenage years. Um, my my dad uh, got sober in, uh, in my early 20s, but by this time I had already been drinking and doing uh, started using drugs and uh, different things. I went from sports into music, started playing guitar at 16, and developed um, in a band, a little garage band. My my brother played drums as well, and so we uh, honed our talents downstairs uh, at our house, and my mother was actually in the other room. Her she she cuts hair for a living and she had a shop in her house and so I guess our first uh, fans were her her clients. <laughs> I feel bad for them today, but <laughs> learning uh, listening to us learn how to play. But uh, from there I went and traveled around the southeast with a band uh, called Dirt Circus and we traveled around playing sorority and fraternity parties and my addiction got a little bit more because I thought that's what you did, you know rock and roll, such drink and rock and roll, it all went together. Um, I actually got kicked out of that band for drinking, which is how do you get kicked out of a rock and roll band? You know, I did. And um, because I had this performance-based acceptance thing, I thought, well, you know what, I'm gonna say, well, I am going to start two bands. And so I joined uh, two different bands, and one of them actually went in a record deal. Uh, we we recorded three albums, and on our third album, we put a song up on the internet, and uh, it was GarageBand.com, and basically, whoever won uh, would get a quarter of a million dollar record deal, and so we won. 
And I thought, wow, man, we got a record deal. Everything that was that I've ever wanted, you know, my hopes and dreams are going to come true. And we spent a couple of mo- um, couple of months in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, recording with Johnny Sandlin, who produced the Almond Brothers. And from that point, I thought everything was going to be amazing. Uh, all the problems that I acquired or had acquired from drugs and alcohol, um, you know, running my life, they were going to go away. I was one of the most, I guess it was the high point and pinnacle, I thought, of my career. And I was lost and broken inside because um, I was just driven by alcoholism and and drug addiction. So from there, I actually, um, I guess God had a different plan for me because the record label was, was bought out by another company after we finished recording it, and the album never came out. So everything that I put my hopes and dreams in had been lost, or so I thought. So uh, I ended up trying to um, salvage whatever career I had, whatever family I had, uh, which was in shambles at the moment, at that moment, and myself too, I was just a mess. And I remember uh, getting another record deal with a um, a company called Image Mill out of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, they were doing a lot of stuff with Usher and Whitney Houston and different things like that at the point. And I remember uh, they had an they sent me down and said, Jason, we can't you know work with you anymore because your drugs and alcohol have just overrun your life, and you need to get help. And from that point, I ended up going further and further down and I ended up homeless in in Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember feeling so lost and broken and, and didn't know where to go. My family had been broken. My my career was was lost. Uh, I was lost and I felt like just completely hopeless. I remember getting kicked out of a drug dealer's house in Atlanta, Georgia and I was at the end of everything. And I just, it was raining outside. And I remember I said, God, whoever you are, whatever you are, please help me. Because I I was raised in a Christian home and everything. And I believed, so I thought. And uh, when I asked, though, he was there. Next, it was about a couple of weeks later, I remember uh, going into a Christ-based recovery center. And they had Celebrate Recovery, and the next thing I know, I accepted Jesus in my life again and rededicated my life. And I tell people at that point, it's like a country song backwards. I started getting things back in my life and started getting myself back. I started getting a relationship with, with God, and uh, he started putting things in my life that I believe were always included. And, and he also put me back together as a new creation the way that I was intended. From that point, I just started. I joined a church and started um, leading worship, started a church in Atlanta, and then started writing songs. I'm just amazed at where he has brought me from that complete state of hopelessness to being able to share that story, which is your story. It's my story, and it's his story with others through music, um, the story of redemption and grace. Hey, man, Jason. You know what? When I think back to when I got saved, I kind of thought, you know, you know how, 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 you know, it, it's really, it's really hard for me to even go back to because you know, like people will see the old, the old person, the old person that I was when I was younger, and they're like, you know, how could that person ever 
change into what he is today. I don't. I just don't believe it. And it's really a God thing. It's it's Christ in our lives that really uh, is. You know, we give all credit to Jesus for all those changes made in our life. And I can tell you that, and just like you, Jason, if if the Lord can reach down and save somebody and bring somebody out of their destructive lifestyle like he's done with you and me, he can do that through anybody. Amen. Amen. And you know what's amazing is he leaves the 99 for the one. And and he uh, has a party when we come home. And when he, you know, just like the prodigal son, he had his arms open wide and said, you know, let's have a party. My son was lost and now he's found. Or, or my daughter was lost, but now she's found. And uh, there's an amazing uh, love that we've all been searching for that has always been there, and that's Jesus. And uh, I'm so grateful that uh, that he died for all of us on the cross. <laughs> Me too, my friend. And Jason, over the years, uh, you it's kind of like, you know, we've talked before about this. Um, the people that you've been able to work with over the years are kind of like a who's who in music. You know, you and I were talking before um, that you have, uh, done some work with Will Turpin from Collective Soul. You're actually uh, part of his uh, solo project. We'll talk about that a little later. And then you've got, you've, you had David Ellison from Megadeth come to work on an album with you. And then now, aside from your solo project, you're actually a part of a super group, if you will, where you sing alongside a few legends in Christian music, including uh, former Petra singer John Schlitt and White Hearts Billy Smiley. Um, and that project's called the Union of Sinners and Saints. How did that project come up? I mean, that's you see all these super groups where all these people come together and do this, but this one was pretty cool, having those names and yourself in a group. Tell us how uh, that project came to fruition. It was really a, a cool situation, and God continues to do stuff like that in my life. It's amazing when we give it up to Him, what He'll do, and what He continues to do, and His plans for us. I, I. I I had done my first record, uh, Letters from the Inside, and uh, recorded it in 2014 with Jason Horde, and uh, and I was playing a show up in Nashville, and I actually had Shane uh, Evans, the original drummer for Collective Soul, he was playing with me, and we met a, a gentleman named Billy Smiley, and uh, at the show, and we talked afterwards. He's like, "Man, you rock! Let's let's do an album together." And so I ended up uh, recording my second record, "I Fall In," with Billy, and um, halfway through the record, um, we were up at Dark Horse Studios in Nashville. He said, man, I've got this project. And I've been working, uh, talking with John Schlitt from Petra, and we're going to start like a union of uh, the two bands, Whiteheart, and, and we got John Schlitt from Petra. And we're going to go around, we're, we're going to record a new record, and we're going to um, play Whiteheart and Petra tunes. And I said, yeah, man, I'd love to be a part of that. And a lot of people don't know, but um, John Schlitt was the singer for Head East, and I used to sing that song. Uh, I'd hear it all the time growing up. Uh, There's never been any reason to save my life from going down for the last time. And uh, he was the original singer of that. And so when I found that out, too, I said, John, we've got to do that. So we ended up recording the record. We've been touring around. We toured Canada and uh, the United States and looking at recording another album too as well. Uh, it's been a really cool ride. Uh, I love the guys. They have great hearts and they really are um, a true reflection of what God wants us to do and they're using their talents for him. 
Amen. Well, uh, for those who may not be familiar with Unions of Sinners and Saints, why don't we play one of the songs uh, from that record? Which one do you want to play for us today? Uh, let's play Rise Up. We have a video for that, and I also co-wrote that with Billy Smiley. Awesome. Well, here's Rise Up from Uners. <laughs> Uners. <laughs> Let me try that again. Well, that's awesome, Jason. Well, here is Union of Sinners and Saints with Rise Up. All right, we'll put that in there, and then go to this next part, and then we'll have that break right before we get the second set of You also said Union of Saints and Sinners on the very first lead. On the very first one, I noticed that, too. I'm going to have to go back and do that one, too. (laughs) I had actually, while you were talking, I actually looked up on iTunes. I'm like, you know what, every time I I looked it up, I'm wondering if I put it in the right order, because sometimes I don't, and I've said... uh, Union of Saints and Sinners, and then I've said Union of Sinners and Sinners. You probably, you guys probably should have, like, coined both of those. That way, if somebody would have said either one, <laughs> they would have been right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll start the second part real quick. That was Union of Sinners and Saints with Rise Up. And, Jason, going back to your music, you, uh, as you mentioned, released two records, uh, one in 2014 called Letters from the Inside and 2016's I Fall In. And you are actually in the process of recording a new record. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that new record that's coming out later this year? I've been working on it. I've recorded several tunes with uh, Billy Smiley, and uh, it's really, really, uh, it's got a lot of depth to it. Um, the songs are, are different, but at the same time, they have that same common thread. And uh, also got a chance to work with N. Escalin and Barry Weeks on a couple of tunes. And um, really looking forward to releasing it. Uh, the expected release is going to be this fall. And uh, it's just a, a continuation of where I left off from Letters from the Inside and I Fall In. And and I've been throwing around a couple of different ideas for a name for the album. But Hand of Hope is one of the songs that actually stands out that... Uh, that um, just has a great message of where I believe God has wanted me to to not only um, use my talents, but to help others. And I think he, he gives us each a talent that he wants us to use to glorify him and help others, too. And so that's where that title, Hand of Hope, came from. Amen. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're going to take a brief break here on Kingdom Builder, but we will be back shortly after these messages. All right, and we'll start right on the second part. And... Looking through these questions, I might cut one of these out. Let me check. Um, okay, now I think we got it. <clears throat> Welcome back to Kingdom Builder. I'm your host, Jay Heilman, and thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. Uh, we are joined today by Jason Fowler on the broadcast. And Jason, we've talked about your music, uh, new upcoming music that's coming out later this year. Why don't we go ahead and play one of your songs? What do you want to play for us today? And why don't you go ahead and introduce it for us? How about let's play um, one of the new tunes that'll that'll be coming out this fall. It's uh, Hand of Hope. So if you're out there, you're listening on the airwaves, uh, check out this new tune from Jason Fowler called Hand of Hope. All right, we'll put that in there. Okay. That is Hand of Hope from Jason Fowler. And Jason actually is on the line with us today to talk about his music and everything. And Jason, uh, between your first couple albums, there's no shortage of talent you have working with you on these records. I mean, uh, this last record, you had Lee Mash from Sixpence None the Richer. 
uh, former Newsboys vocalist Peter Furl, which, by the way, we saw on the Newsboys United tour here recently. Him and Phil Joel were back on the tour. It was awesome to see those two guys with the Newsboys again. And even Will Turpin of one of my ultimate favorite bands called Collective Soul. Uh, what was it like working with these artists uh, on these records? It's always cool to get to work with uh, someone that you're a fan of. And a lot of, um, I mean, Leash, her voice is just amazing. Um, all the way going back to Kiss Me and uh, There She Goes with her time in uh, Sixpence, None the Richer, as well as Peter Furler. He is just the staple to me of what the early newsboys were. And it was really cool to see him and Joel get back together with uh, with the newsboys Um also, Will has been a friend of mine for for years, and being able to work together with him, we have a, a friendship that uh, I, I had the opportunity to co-write with him on his uh, new record as well, coming out. But uh also have uh, David Ellison from uh, Megadeth on one, which is interesting, but uh, he's a a believer too and it's really cool some of the guys that you you wouldn't expect have come to know christ um have uh really been their whole lives have been changed and they're preaching the gospel out there now it's it's really cool so uh being able to work with all of these different um artists has been really 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 uh cool it's kind of a you know i fan out every once in a while and, and go wow man i'm working with some of these amazing people and it's just great the way that they have lended their talents um, to not only be a part of, of, you know, my story through the music, but also to be able to, to do their, their God-given talent to help others. So uh, it's been a great experience. That's really cool. And, and is there anybody out there that, that you have not worked with that you would like to work with and, you know, a future collaboration in the future? Yeah, you know, there's there's way too many to even start naming any of them. But I, uh, you know, I've met a lot of people on the road, and um, Zach Williams is a, is a great guy. Um, he's we have a similar story and come from a very similar background as far as our music. He actually did a cover of Midnight Rider, and one of the first bands that I really grew up listening to was the Almond Brothers, and so we we have a relationship and and the commonness in that. But, um, yeah, there's just a lot of different people that I think um, that um, when you put them together and you start talking about music and the message behind it, um, we really have a, a, a really awesome group of, of artists out there today and some up-and-coming ones, too. So you never know who's going to be the next one. But I'm always willing to work with whoever um, is going to be able to um, – express that that love for god and for others and to express it through music i'm I'm always open for collaborations that's cool we'll never know we may see you uh zach do something in the future yeah that would be cool well you know you mentioned uh will from collective soul and uh i would have to say when it comes to mainstream music collective soul has to be one of my uh most consistent bands i've listened to in my life uh, especially as it was a huge part of the soundtrack of my middle school days of the early 90s and uh i, I was actually had spoken to uh will uh yesterday for for a future show and you know we talked about that 95 self-titled album i said you know it, as far as 90s music goes i don't really think it gets uh, any better than that uh self-titled collective soul album from 95 yeah, you know, 
growing up around your friends um, that were signed and, and you look at them and they're playing on Jay Leno and, and playing all over the world and winning the Billboard, uh, you know, Song of the Year two years in a row for Sean in uh, December. It's just really, really cool. At the same time, it, it creates this arm's length of opportunity to be able to do what you love and to be able to express it on a on a larger platform. Uh, all the guys in the band and Collective Soul are, are great, uh, great guys as well as great musicians. And uh, I've just... It's really a blessing for me to be able to to have them as friends. Will's a great guy; he's a great songwriter, and writing with him is just like we're brothers. and And so we get to play a lot together, and we take each other in different directions that allow us to um, to um, bring the best out in the song. He's actually uh, co-wrote a song with me on on one of the uh, a new song called "I'm Climbing In," actually on the new record that'll be coming out, my record, but. Um, Watching them grow up in the music scene because they were in their early twenties. Um, I mean, just barely had turned twenty when they started um, really touring the world and everything. And to watch them to grow up and to, to hear their songs still on the radio and to realize how much of an influence they've had on music culture has been really cool to watch. Oh, definitely, it has. Like I said, that was that was uh, those were my jams back in the nineties. And <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, in addition to uh, great musicians that we had talked about, um, you work with some very familiar producers in Christian music on these projects, too. We mentioned Billy Smiley and Barry Weeks. But you also have worked with uh, a multi-instrumentalist, super talent, Jason Horde, and uh, now with Ian Eskelin. And both those guys actually uh, work with a good friend of mine, John Waller, who's a uh, Georgia native also. Um, what, what was it like working with Jason and Ian on these, on, on these records? You know, um, Jason is a great guy, and anybody that knows him knows how super talented he is. He's all the way across the board. He works with a, a large number of audience, of, well, artists. Uh, one of them, Mac Powell. Um, he does a lot with him, and um, he actually played in the band with John Waller, according to John, when they first, uh, when John first started getting into the to the Christian music scene, and. So from that point, working with Jason has been an amazing uh, opportunity. We still talk all the time. There's a funny story where um, Jason was getting on a plane, and he was playing a show with Mac Powell. And he gets on the uh, airplane. He says, I I, was, I had the middle seat, and I was just like, oh, this is going to stink, man. I got a long flight back. And he said, I get on the flight and I look and I go to sit in my middle seat and on one side there's Will Turpin and on the other side is Zach Williams and he said I sit down and next thing you know we're talking about Jason Fowler and I just thought that was hilarious but he is such a good guy he's he's a great guy um, all the way around and a super talented uh, musician Ian is uh, one of those guys that um, you know he's won producer of the year and uh several times uh him and Barry are a great uh songwriting team as well as they they uh the production is amazing and I love what they do and they've done a lot with Francesca Bettistelli and uh Adam Age all these different um bands in was actually in uh, All Stars United uh, in the 90s and uh he's uh stretched out from there and, and does a lot of production these days but also Billy Smiley I mean you know from a legendary um 
band called Whiteheart. He even actually, I don't know if you know this, but he produced the Bill Gaither trio. He was one of the first producers. So he's been in the industry and seen a lot. So to be able to work with all these different producers has been it's been awesome. God has just opened so many doors for me, and he's kind of put the dreams that I've always had. I remember um, when I first started, you know, got sober and started uh, playing music again and then started working with these guys. I just sit there and sometimes I say, God, this is amazing. You know, all I had to do is just give it up to him, and he has made all of my dreams ever come true, you know, that I've ever wanted. And so um, – I just continue on a daily basis just to be open to whatever he has for me. And working with these guys has just been another part of uh, his great story. Hey, man, and that's, and that's what I say. Everybody that asks me why I do stuff with, you know, radio show and a website and stuff, I said, you know, as long as the Lord keeps opening doors for us to do this, it's definitely been a fun ride. It hasn't always been easy, but um, it, as long as the Lord provides a way for us to do this, uh, we're going to continue to do this. Because it's all, it's all about bringing our and glory to Christ, and you know that's that's what we hope to do with with each and every one of these broadcasts and everything we do with our website. Absolutely, um, you know, to be able to do what you love to do and to do it for His glory and to help others, I think that's the ultimate purpose. And when we find that purpose and realize that that's our purpose, then um, we get this gratitude and humility in life that can that keeps us in this right size place of. Uh, I'm just feeling good, you know. I mean, he says, look, love love him, love others, and, you know, when we're wrong, make sure that we we confess our sins to each other so that we can be healed. And, and once we do those three things, you know, trust God, clean house, and help others, it just allows for a good life. And I'm just amazed to be able to play music today and um, for that to be a part of my way to help others. There's a spider in your room? Okay, well, I'll be in there. Oh, your Pokemon cards. All right, I'll be in there in just a second, okay? <laughs> My son said he found a spider in his Pokemon cards. <laughs> All right, we'll go in there. I'm almost done, okay? All right, and last, last question, and we'll close. <clears throat> well, Jason, with new music on the horizon, will you uh, be out touring this year in support of that? Absolutely. Uh, I have several... Um several opportunities to to really go out and share that um my story and and the new songs we'll I'll be playing uh, several festivals this year as well as touring with U- Union of Sinners and Saints uh, we're playing uh several shows in Canada and around the US as well as playing with Will too um uh, this fall we have uh, a stretch of shows coming up but um for my solo stuff, it's just amazing that I get to go out and and be able to to share the music with others. I'm really looking forward to this new album, and I really look forward to sharing it with everyone. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it too. And Jason, in closing, we've talked about your testimony. We've talked about this new music. When fans hear this stuff, what is it that you want music listeners to take away the most from your music after listening to it? I want them to be able to take away that there is hope, that no matter where they are, no matter what they've been through, no matter how broken they are, no matter how lost you feel, that there is hope, and there's hope in Jesus. And he is the one that can and always has been able to give us the the life that we 
have been intended or that's been intended for us to live. And so when people listen to these songs, I just I just hope it brings um, a joy, a peace, a happiness, and a direction pointing directly to God. You know, something that's going to allow them to uh, to draw closer to Him and to be able to relate with stories of what it's like to to live the human experience. You know, we're spirits living a a human, or we're humans living a spiritual experience. And uh, I know that um, God has plans for each and every one of us, and I just want people to be able to realize that that whatever we have inside our gifts, that we can use it for Him and to help others. Amen. Well, Jason, where can we find more information on you and your music? You can find it at jasonfowlermusic.com. Um, same on Instagram, Jason Fowler Music, or Jason Fowler Music on Facebook, as well as um, iTunes, um, Google Play, and all the digital platforms. You'll be able to find uh, Letters from the Inside, as well as I Fall In, and the new new album coming out this fall. That's awesome. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We appreciate it, and we pray that the Lord does some big things with uh, these upcoming projects of yours. Amen. Great talking to you, Jay. All right. That's our one interview. We're at we're right at the time that I was hoping to get at, so the second time's a charm, my friend. <laughs> yeah, is that one much better for you? Yes, 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 sir. I won't have to... I won't have to do any breaks for that one. Maybe go ahead and say this real quick. Awesome. And if you need yeah. me to to elaborate on something or say something a little different, let me know. I could do that too. No, that's that's awesome. It was uh, that was perfect. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to do that. And I've I've had to. The only other issue I've ever had with an interview before the system that we used to record in the talk show that you call into. Um, <laughs> Poor Jimmy Needham. I did an interview with him like three or four years ago, and it was a really, really good interview. I was excited to share it. And then when I went back to uh, to edit it and everything, the service did not – it didn't record the call. So I oh, lost no. that entire call. So it's like, yeah, man, that sucks. So I wasn't able to get him rescheduled because he was getting ready to go out on the tour. So, But, yeah, I try to – I try to – work with stuff as best I could, but I was listening to that and like, I'm just, I want to, there's so much good stuff he's saying on here, but I just can't find a natural break to put something in without it sounding like, uh, I just chopped up a bunch of sound yeah. bites and put them to get through them together. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, the, awesome, um, man. I talked to, when I talked to Willie the other day, now you said, you said he's a Christian, right? Or yeah. he's, all right. Cause when I asked him and I thought, I was hoping I wasn't putting him on the spot. Yeah. When I talked to him, I asked him the question about um, how he balances his Christian faith and his life out in the road and the demands of touring with Collective Soul. And um, he really didn't answer the he didn't answer the question at all. I mean, he didn't mention God. He didn't even say God in the interview at all. Didn't mention oh, yeah. anything like that. So I was like thinking, oh man, I hope I didn't put him on the spot or anything because I was. Um, I, I only left one question of that because I was trying to focus on the the collective soul questions in his solo album, but I was I was surprised. I was hoping I'm like, man, I got the call. I was thinking, I hope I didn't like make him feel uncomfortable asking him that. So <laughs> no, no, but, not at all. He just uh, he always like 
when it comes to interviews and everything like that, they don't really, they're not outspoken about it, you know. Yeah, I was kind of hoping he would be because I noticed when I, I was know, doing the research. Cool. Yeah, I was hoping when I did the research uh, on the on him and with Collective Soul, um, I noticed there really wasn't anything out there. That's why when I talked to you the other day, I was asking you that. But he did mention that he he grew up with Ed and Dean um, and went to their church and were, uh, I guess, Ed and Dean's dad was like the, the youth Pastor, leader. Of yeah. The, yeah, so he was, he did mention that briefly at the beginning of the interview. But, but yeah, it was cool. And I told him, I said, you know, I was uh, you know, it's, it's crazy being able to talk to somebody that you grew up listening to. And I'm sure with all these guys you meet and stuff, being able to, the guy from Muscle, oh, yeah. Muscle Shoals that produced the bands you grew up listening to, I mean, that's to me, that's pretty cool. Oh, it is. It's really cool. And I would like to do, you know, we play like just at the family reunions. And, you know, Dude, you I'm should totally like, record that, man. That's, oh, I'm, man. I'm for real about that. Totally. You know what's so funny is I'm like, I have such a wide musical, um, I guess, taste because, I mean, I grew up listening to all that and then ACDC and then, you know, I yeah. learned how to play guitar and then I grew up, you know, listening to, I got into a Peter Gabriel phase and I got into like uh, Depeche Mode and then I got into like, um, and then I got you into like, the same stuff. you listen to the same stuff I did, man. And then Alice in Chains and all yeah. of that. I mean, I used to play, like I was in a band that played stuff like Tool and Alice. And so, um, it was just yeah, like... Yeah, Chains is my, one of my favorites, man. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was so, I was, and, and I got into Alice in Chains in the late 90s, um, you know, after Lane went into, kind of went into hiding, never really came out. And um, yeah. the crazy thing is 2001, uh, there was all this talk that Lane was going to come back out and finally get Alice in Chains back on the road. And uh, that was when Jerry Cantrell ended up doing um, the Degradation Trip album. Yeah. And that was, that was intended to be an Alice in Chains record, but couldn't get Lane out of there. And I ended up seeing him. This is crazy. I went and saw him at a small club in Ybor City in Tampa. Uh, probably 150 people there. And I was right, I was standing like right in front of the stage with my arms up on the stage watching Jerry play the whole show. And it was just, Dude, I was like, I was in hog heaven, man. Just look at, I was, I, I had the view that nobody else had. I was looking up watching him play the entire time. And he had, and this is the cool thing, he had Robert Trujillo uh, from Metallica, the future bass player Metallica playing bass with him. He had Mike Borden on drums. And, uh, oh, man, who was the other dude? That was, he had somebody else playing with him uh, on guitar or something like that, but Dude, that was an awesome show. I was hoping they would get back together, but I can actually, even today, I can sit down with an acoustic guitar and I can actually almost play the entire Unplugged record. Oh, that's awesome, like, man. You know, that um, the new singer is from uh, Atlanta. Yeah, William Duvall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, He played around Atlanta for a while. I Man, I used to, like, I would pride myself on being able to sing just like Lane Staley and I yeah, mean, it was, and I heard Junkhead the other day, and I was like, "Dang, man, that's just killer song." <laughs> old school, you know, <laughs> old dirt school. record, yeah, yeah. I mean, but um, dude, you and I, I listened to the same music growing up, man. 
Oh man, I I just um, it's funny in Christian music, man. I, I've just like on my first record, there's a couple songs where it just leans a little bit more like that, like uh, the river is one, and then um, you know, like so uh, some of the ones that are coming up on the new album too are just heavier, drop you know, rock driven songs. I mean. Yeah. Hand of Hope's not really, you know, uh, it's more like just pop rock, you know, or but it's still got that 90s flair to it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like it. Cool, man. I uh, Yeah. It's funny how we do have very similar similar tastes and uh, similar backgrounds. Yeah, that's, my parents, I can thank my parents that I was, um, uh, when I did the interview with Jonathan Cain from Journey a couple weeks ago, I've interviewed him three times, and I told him, I said, you know, it's, it's crazy. My parents listen to completely different kinds of music. Like my dad was uh, like hard rock, heavy metal. He his favorite band was Pink Floyd. So I've I could I used to be able to sing the entire Wall record because that's that's the one he played the most. And then you got he you know and then he liked some of the lighter stuff like Steely Dan. He liked Steely Dan. It was one of his favorites. And then all those uh, like Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, all that. Oh, Led Zeppelin. My mom. Favorites, man. Yeah. <laughs> And Will actually talked to, he actually said that when they were recording the 95 album, he said that uh, they were about to finish up and he said that somebody, somebody called the studio one day and wanted to talk to Ed. And he's like, who could, who would be calling to interrupt us in the recording? And it was Sammy Hagar. He said, Sammy Hagar called the studio and wanted to talk to Ed because they had heard uh, Shine was like, man, I love this. I want, and that's how, Will said that's how Collective Soul ended up opening for, uh, he called it Van Hagar. Yeah, Van uh, Hagar. It was a 94 or something like that. And Yeah, we were practicing um, last night, and he's got a picture of him and Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. His wife, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so he was, he, he was able to share some stuff from that record. But, yeah, my mom, she would listen to, it was, like, weird. Cause my dad listened to hard rock. My mom listened more like the pop rock. Like her favorite bands, are like Foreigner and Journey and Sticks and Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. So, dude, I love Fleetwood Mac and Foreigner. Yeah, well, Foreigner was, dude, and that and last year, I like, I try to find, I try to find people to interview for our show that are outside of Christian music that are Christians in mainstream music, and that's why you know I was able to get David Elson. I was shocked that I was able to get that one because I mean that's, dude, he's part of the big four. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, I I'm gonna send this. I'm going to send this request. Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica, and who's the other one? Anthrax. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Slayer, what of them? What's the, yeah, Slayer, the yeah. anti-God band. <laughs> <laughs> Slayer's got, Slayer's music, musically, Slayer's awesome, but I hate their lyrics, man. They hate God. Carrie King, yeah, especially, man. is the main songwriter. He just, he just hates God. But, yeah, I, I sent that request in for David Ellison. I'm thinking I'm going to get, an email back saying, oh, well, thanks for the request. He can't. But fortunately, not only did he, uh, did I get the interview with him, but they didn't give me a time limit. So, dude, I'm sitting here on this call with David Ellison for like 45 minutes. And I've done interviews where people are like, oh, I gotta, I've got to go. I've got to go or whatnot. But David, dude, he like, we just kept talking. And then he kept bringing stuff up, asking me how I thought about stuff. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. He's a he's a believer, man. It was really cool having him, man. We we have a similar background. He's so yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, 
he told me the next time Megadeth came here, he was going to have me come out. But um, the tour they had last year with the Scorpions got canceled. So they ended up coming out. But I couldn't get a hold of him for it. I had his email address and reached out to him. I never got a response. But uh, hopefully, I actually would like to reconnect with him and do another interview uh, for our show. But that was a cool interview. And then I did um, Blue Graham last year from Foreigner. And it was a great interview, but it was heavily editing in post-production because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with what happened with him, but he actually left Foreigner because he had a brain tumor. And oh, he yeah. had it removed and it affected his singing voice and everything. And uh, he can still sing, but it's, he, he doesn't sound anything like, you know, the 80s, the 80s program. But he, there was so much response between his, words that I had to basically edit a lot of the interviews so it sounds more like kind of uh so I have a conversation yeah yeah because it was like I think the conversation was 30 minutes and um once I got edited into normal pattern it was like 21 so there was like nine minutes of pausing but it was so cool to talk to him like dude it's it's Great talking to somebody. I mean, Jukebox Hero, every time I heard that song, I'd be singing at the top of my lungs in the car, and my mom would be telling me to shut up. She's trying to listen to the song. <laughs> Jukebox Hero is awesome, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> dude, I, I can sing, but I I can't hit those kind of notes. Oh, you sound those great, are, man. We're all I know, man. That was awesome. Those are crazy notes. Well, yeah, Collective Soul is more natural to my vocal range, but I can hit, I can hit some of those. In fact, when I'm when I'm driving the bus and I don't have kids in there, I've got a wireless Bluetooth speaker. And dude, I'm if they ever look at the cameras, yeah, if they ever looked at the cameras while I'm driving, they're gonna hear they're gonna hear a show. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I love to sing. Lord, call me to do other things. Well, dude, thank you so much again. And um, yeah, once you get these songs done, man, I want to hear them. I want to hear these songs oh, you've been talking man. about. Them. I want to hear these songs. So absolutely, man. But yeah, thanks again. And uh, you need anything? Just uh, let me know. And I'm still trying to figure out. I may flip flop the interviews. I may put Will's on Tuesday, and then yours the following. Just depends on how quickly I can get everything together. This interview will be. Uh, it'll be a lot easier for me to edit together. Yeah, man. Whatever you want to do, just let me know uh, when you have the links, and I'll share them. And uh, dude, stay connected. Well, text me whenever, dude. We can. We have a lot in common, and uh, we just yeah. Go back and forth, whatever. It's fun, man. <laughs> well, hey, Sean said that um, Sean Perry, my friend Sean, was telling me because I was telling my talk the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, I met, I met him at Atlanta Fest last year." I'm like, "Oh, dude, I forgot about that. You totally told me that, but I forgot." And he's like, "Yeah, ask him if he remembers me." Sean is the Sean kind of sticks out. He's tall and skinny, and he's got like like red spiked up hair. Yeah, I think I do remember him. You probably uh, saw him last year. And the people yeah, that, when we go to concerts, people remember him because of his, like, like bright red spiked hair. If I saw a picture of dude, I'd know. Yeah, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, he said he remembered seeing you last year. So he's like, yeah, he probably remembered me. Most people remember me because of that hair. But yeah, yeah he's going to he'll be up there again. Next, yeah, he'll be up there at Atlanta Fest uh, next month. So uh, awesome. Chris, Chris Leader's got... Got him all access for that one, so I'm sure you'll see him Leader. walking around getting pictures and stuff. 
Yeah, leaders and shit. Oh, he yeah. was taking pictures? Yeah, he was, Sean was taking pictures last year. Yeah, I remember him. Tell yeah. him I said, hey, tell him to come get some pictures of me. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be getting some pictures for the website and stuff. Awesome, man. That's great. All right, dude. Well, take care of yourself. Later, dude. Likewise, if you need anything from me, just uh, reach out and let me know. All right, buddy. Take it easy, Jay. All right, dude. Take care. See ya.